Good. Okay, uh, I'd like to finish off this piece of the Chavaz Chaim tonight. Before we do that, if you remember a few months back, we were discussing uh, a side topic about the Geneva's Das issue back in the other simon. And uh, there was a big tumult about the uh, fellow at the Chasna who ended up getting a flat tire and staying there and sort of um, was uh, met by the Baal Simcha, who was all excited that he, um, he stayed for the uh, second, third, fourth, and fifth dance. And uh, he was so excited. And the question is, does he have to, um, to uh, break the news to him, so to speak? So, Akiva, we're back to your, uh, your uh, daughter's, uh, your, your family table tumult. So, I have a, did you find this? I just asked him if you were here. So, uh, so you might have noticed all those who have seventh graders here. Your son's not learning Marcus, is he? He's learning, uh, um, not. he's learning Marcus. Okay, so um, a few of you, you tell me if uh, Shui asked you this. Um, because somebody leaned over and whispered to Arya, Deanna, in the class, who was over my house four months ago, and I, I, when I first started discussing this, I told them this dim, and when they got to the uh, din in Makis, with a Mishnah, the end of the second parak, that if the Gal Adam shows up to the Amiklot, and they want to be mechabed him, they think he's a chosh of a guy, he has to say, by the way, I'm a rotzeach. So you have to be mechabed If they want to be mechabed him, they have to be mechabed him. So it's not to say it twice, according to some Mishnah. So he leaned over, the irony, he said, this is a kasha, what we learned before by your house. <laughs> so I, said, I thought of the kasha when I was learning with him, but it's interesting that one of the kids in the class who was, uh, he said, why, why would he have to, get, the guy shows up at the air miklet, he jumped to a conclusion that I was choshu, why do I have to let him know? Remember the case of Hulan was, he was walking out of the city, they were walking over here, and he said, nice of you to have a welcoming committee. So Nachman said, we're not a welcoming committee, we're just walking this way. And Rav said, what did you have to tell him that for? He had no right to assume we were a welcoming committee. So the guy shows up, well, why, uh, this guy spoke about by a lot of Ahrenim. And I, um, he, so bring, he, was, he shows up there, Mikli didn't make a claim one way or another, and they're being mechabed, and think he's a normal guy. He says, you know, I'm not normal, I just killed somebody. So two problems. First of all, not only are they jumping to conclusions, I would assume that most people who show up running heavy perspiration to an amiklet probably just murdered somebody. But why would they? So they, not only do they jump to conclusions, they, they jump to the wrong conclusion. It could be 20 days later, two years later. It could be, but a lot of people, anybody showing up at amiklet is either a lady who wants to move in or a guy who just killed somebody. No, gold dumb, they don't let in. They have a checkpoint with security with the whole thing. No, they gold dumb, they don't let in. No, that's later. That's the second part of the mission. That's the second part. They, they probably, they didn't know who he was on a personal level, but I'm just saying, when you're running an air miklet, who shows up at an air miklet? It's either a levy who was allowed to live there, either him, or he wants to move from one or the other. I guess not, like, doesn't take a rocket science. So it, it's a bigger cash. Not only did they, did they jump, make an assumption they shouldn't be making, they made the wrong assumption. So, yeah. Was known to be a kosher person, he shows up. They want to give him coke. He says, "Indeed, but I'm an otzer." Okay, it's a little strange because if he's a levy, I mean, it could be a levy who killed somebody. If a levy killed somebody. That's the next part of the mission. He goes to it. Another image. Well, the Gemara Marcus Taka says that if a Talmud goes to Gaul, the Rebbe has to go with him. So he's saying he's a, he's a Rosh Hashiva showed up. So they think he's coming because of him, and maybe. Okay, so they didn't jump to conclusions. That's limiting the case, but it's possible. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's so interesting about the sugya. Like again, that's that's the same shaila we keep going back to every couple of months. What's considered jump to a conclusion? So I, yeah. Maybe maybe it's not from the Alt Institute. You know, visiting 
And you sound like you're from Florida. <laughs> of a certain persuasion, but that's fine. You know, they do great work. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that's an interesting point. Uh, I, I get it. It could be his Shiva, it could be his something. I'll try and cheer him up. The Ritva, in a different context than on this Mishnah, says that when he talks about Ali Levi after going, the Maila of going to another Emiklet and Bidia, but he can go to another Shuna. So the Ritva makes a comment that part of the Kapara is the Busha. So I think the Pshat is that the Xavier's of over here is that even though he doesn't normally, like the Amar and Chulon, have to persuade them otherwise because they jumped to a conclusion they had no right to make, the assumption they had no right to make, over here part of the Busha is you have to spell out if it's any Havamita by them, that, that even though they, they, they maybe shouldn't jump to that conclusion, you have to spell out that no, I just killed somebody. And you look at the Ritzvah, that's his Lashon in the other context. I think that's the answer. Anyway, just uh, I, I keep running into Marmakamas about the same sugya, so I figured uh, uh, you would. Uh, so bring it up at the table, uh, you know, with Shui and you'll. Uh... Okay, um, let's go back to page seven on your copy. And then I have another one on the subject, but I want to finish these two paragraphs. Uh, let me just uh, mention again, because whatever I say in the sheer. Uh, canon, canon probably is sometimes, unfortunately, quoted out of context. So anybody who's driving uh, more than a Honda or a Nissan uh, should not be overly nervous from last week's shear. Tzaddik would say he should be very nervous. But, uh, <laughs> but it's part of the gray area over here, and I mentioned this to Yehuda when I told you that, that, that fundraising idea. Uh, it, it's it's pushing human psychology. There is, uh, I, maybe I'm being Malambas Hus, maybe, maybe too much, but I'm dealing with what we have in America. I have, you know, areas to give Musser, maybe I'm a softie, out of one, one to a hundred, somebody who can afford a, a Lexus lease or some other infinity or whatever, that wouldn't even be in my top hundred, despite this Chavaz because if the guy is giving a huge amount of stucco, and this is his, uh, he wants to be shtadi, and this is, this is his enjoyment. Again, with the Chavaz Chaim, no, no, but I, I can't, not everybody's the Chavaz Chaim, and I, I don't think that's the specific time over here. The general theme is, what the Chavaz Chaim is strongly trying to get across, is that all the moment you have is mom and hektish, and even if you have a cap of a fifth, you can go way over a fifth and do a lot for Klai Yisrael, and Hashem probably wants you to do that in certain areas, and not then you're Mechayiv too, but everything you have, the covet you get in this world, the money you get in this world, the comforts you have, every, there's no free lunch. That's not the Chavaz Chaim's Kiddush. There are a thousand Gemaras that say that. So the point is, is that there has to be a thought process and how far do you want to raise the bar? So we, we just gave examples of cars, houses, and fancy chasnas, and fancy bar mitzvahs, and vacations. There's so many things you can blow money on. Uh, so the question is, it's not a tiny specifically on one mode of living versus another. That's, I, I just want to make that, make that clear, uh, which makes it even more great. So Celtic is going to be even, more, even less happy with the uh, thing. But uh, we're going to continue the theme now, the Shtarka Musa now, until the end of the thing, and you'll uh, see the Chavetz Chaim still is very strong on this, on this point. Let's go around one, two, three, four, five, six lines down from the top of the page. First line is Ad Atam. The middle line is Ad Yesimizeh. This is a very important point. Um, if you recall in the Drosha last Shabbos, we mentioned uh, the sugi about uh, every few months, we try to talk about the decorum, which Baruch Hashem is very, very good. It's a big Kiddush Hashem. I don't think he's on. I don't see him unless he's... Uh, he's an audio. He's an audio. Okay. Um, 
it's a big Kiddush Hashem. Whenever I bump into a visitor who asks me about, uh, doesn't happen every guy visits, but it's noticeable. Ask me, I noticed that you have a seamless alias, no mishaberachs, uh, like uh, is everybody not sick, is everybody like they don't want money, like what's going on? So it's a big kiddush Hashem. We're used to it already. I said, no, we actually, the shul, I asked and the shul agreed right away that we're giving up, leaving a nice amount of money on the table per year. Uh, so there doesn't give an opportunity for a breakout of talking, which is what mishaberachs do. Uh, and people find that very, it is impressive. Uh, with that said, uh, the, if you recall what we mentioned last week about uh, even the, any hallway activity or anything like that, if what motivates us is not always necessarily, because not everybody is dripping with Yerushalayim in every area, it's hard. It's hard not to talk. It's hard not to take a break. What motivates us more is your kids are looking and understand whatever you do, your kids are going to copy. And that usually helps people, which is why I stress the point. Uh, the Chavetz Chaim now, and he's not using this uh, as a scare tactic. He's stating a fact. Whatever you do in raising the bar in any area, certainly in Gashmias, the kids are going to start off at that plateau, and such is life that you want to raise the bar more. So wherever you start them, that's going to be the starting point, and then naturally the human condition is people just want more. Uh, and that's his next point, which is today's society a challenge. When they see this Ravchus, so they either come to the inclusion or buy into the misconception that the father is very wealthy. You say, what if he is? But it doesn't make a difference because then they're going to, either they're going to spend money he really doesn't have and he's just trying to put it in the front, or they're going to spend money he does have and the money's not going to be used to the maximum as the Chavaz would prefer it. And then they're just going to spend and spend and spend. The Derech HaTeva, again, of humans, is those who don't make the money usually spend more. I don't know if you've noticed that, uh, but it's natural, right? If you think, if you grow up in a comfortable situation and you don't realize how difficult it is to make an honest living, uh, and it always came easy, Baruch Hashem, then why should you conserve? It just doesn't, uh, which is why anybody's parents or grandparents lived through the Great Depression or were in the Holocaust or whatever. It's just a whole different uh, mindset. And, um, and we're, we're far removed from that. I remember as a young child, my grandmother, uh, Esrim, she's, uh, I talk about her a lot in the dressers over here. She once, I remember, I must have been eight, nine years old, I was, um, I was playing outside, and she stopped in the middle of a game. I remember there were a bunch of cousins there. She came out and called a timeout. You know what that is? That's like from the Gimel of Eres and a bunch of male cousins are playing a basketball game, and a bunch of nine-year-olds. She called a timeout. We thought, Mia de Ma. And she called us all up the hill, like the house, all up the hill. It's like it's a major timeout. We came in and said, yeah, Bobby, what's going on? She said, go upstairs. There's a light open in the bathroom left an indelible impression on me. I'd like to say it left such an indelible impression that we, I don't leave the lights on in the house, which is not true. <laughs> but left an indelible impression to at least understand that there are people who understand that nothing is, no natural resource is endless and, and money doesn't go on trees. Um, she, you know, she was still from Europe, so she didn't talk like that. My, your parents probably said that because they were in America. But, uh, but so... You know, a reminder, even if we're not doing that, a reminder somewhere in the agenda that, that it's not easy and you don't have to, like, kvetch about what's going on in the office, how, how not easy it is. But, but Chavaz Chaim says, whatever you're doing, they're just going to assume and push the agenda further. And if you can't afford it and the money's really not there, 
then it's going to start falling apart. If he overspends and lives above his means, uh, it can really cause a disaster at the end. And the Balachayv start moving in, it could be a disaster. This is the worst case scenario. The only problem is, even if the money is there, it's being misused. Instead of the, the fleeting cover that he had from the money he had or the money he pretended he had. And then he has a lot of, uh, a lot of bad things happen afterwards. Don't overspend. And if he's even overspending on that, we're going to review quickly that term at the end of this piece. This is very important for our Hilchastaka You can have a guy who's giving just as much money at the end of the day, bottom line number, as the next guy. One guy is giving money without a cheshmer. The other guy said, everything as part of my business enterprise of is a shutzvah with a kosh and the money is going X percentage, 10, 15, 20, whatever it is, toward this thing. He's saying, what's the difference of the same money bottom line? So he's going to bring the makarius for this, that it's much better to make a shutzvah mitchila, because then the whole ASIC has this shutzvah with a kosh baruchu, as opposed to just deciding afterwards if you want to give it, which is the point he makes. Look at Yitzayin, the footnote. He brings down, to keep a cheshman, a tenth, a chemish, whatever you decide to give. And they have Yerushalayim, they're giving money, they're giving a lot of staka. They don't do 10% or whatever they decide on. They say, ah, I'm giving way over my way over this, way over that. It's not a problem, which is great. They're giving a lot of staka, but it's not as good as actually knowing what's going on and being mafresh that meiser or that chaimish, which is the aser to aser, which is the double the double the meiser. You should keep track. You should keep track of all amounts uh, of whatever you decide to do. Whether you're on the meiser track, the chaimish track, the fifteen percent shara, whatever you're doing. Uh, that's an interesting question. You have to know what works at the end of the day to benefit Klai yourself. If you feel that you know yourself. If you stop being a doctor, you can say, oh boy, there's a lot of money going out. And you can't handle it, which, which might happen. Um, then maybe it's not so great. Or maybe you at least make a cheshman of the meiser and then say, look, I'm giving meiser, that's, that's, that's the minig, din, chiv, we'll discuss that later. And the chaymish is a hider, and that I'll give freestanding. You know, that, that might be a... That might be, I tell that to people anyway. I say the meiser you should try to give with moments here, it's the Chaimish is at the end of the day a hider, and that's a nether. And, and I also allow people, as we get into many shadows in the next few months, I'll be making a chili between things that are more iffy in terms of meiser money, quote unquote, and tell them to give that from the Chaimish, meaning the 10% to 20%, because that's less of a, of a chiv. So that, that's going to that's gonna play in over here. And he explains why. Let's go back up top, right by the Yedzayim, which is great. But their business operation doesn't have that mildly that it's a chilek v'kachim. That's a powerful line. And the whole shutva starts with this with this kedusha and this 
extra siyata d'shmayim. Okay, take a look at Yud Ches Lamachar Ches. We're now going to summarize. Believe it or not, six hetayim the Chavos Chaim has for <laughs> unbelievable for giving more than a fifth. If the Kanasushis can't give more than a fifth, they have six hetayim. So uh, people always want to know. They want coolers. I always tell people I got lots of coolers in this department. It's all from the Chavos Chaim. And uh, look at Yud Ches Lamaskan Mavur Vadiver Abenu Sheishisha Ofanim Shavem Rashi Losis Yisem Mitchaimish Aleph. Heta number one. If it's an usher, Shailah is what's considered a level of ashiras, but uh, sometimes it's obvious, Baruch Hashem. Uh, there's no chance he can give away 30, 40%. He has way more than he needs to live on for the next 10 years. Then Chavetz Chaim says there's no cap, and most Acharanim agree with this. Bez. She's not a Gavir. He's not even making such a fantastic salary. But his salary has been this way for a long time, and... Uh, you never know what the future will bring, but for all the Derech HaTeva, it's usually indicative of the future performance as well. And he knows. He uses 70% of his salary for living expenses, and it's been going over here, and 30%. He just doesn't need. So, and it's not a Gavir. The Chavaz Chaim says that's also fine. That's Heta number two. Heta number three, Gimel. This is a big one. This is a Machlekes. Chavaz Chaim says the cap of the Chaimish is you don't have to be proactive to find the Aniyim. If they're coming to you and there's a bona fide need right now, then well, bets are off. That's, uh, that's quite a cooler. Keep in mind, time of the Gemara, till about, till America, is they had a shtetl, they had a town, they didn't have hundreds of people flying in and out. Of there. This is what it was. So no one's coming, so you don't have to give. Somebody's coming, there's a Sarah right in front of you in your town with the 60 families that are there. Then you've got to help out. Today, this won't even come up. Of course it won't come up. You, because today, everybody's flying in. We have thousands of people collecting all the time. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the original scenario where they put the cap won't come up. No, Pekot Nefesh is He's going to add that in a minute. But this is even without Pekot Nefesh. So this is huge. Because now, they, until recently, it was never the case. When you lived in a town, how many people walked through? Yeah, somebody in from top of town. I had 10, 15. How many people? A lot of them you don't really know if it's not the. That's a different hetta. When we get to the Isser Daraisa of turning somebody down for Stucco, we're going to have to talk about what the Heterim are. No, but you're not right. turning them down. But because of that generality, you're limiting everyone else. Fine. If, as long as you give a Pruto, you it anyway. So it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. Do yeah. To fit into the premise, this whole Heter, that there was a reason that the Right. We can now. So the first, the first two for sure. Is being Darish time of That's a Yudas. And I, I right. gave us far why over here with Darish time of with Darish time of because they had to make the chelik the time of chelik the gzera because otherwise they're assuring somebody from doing a mitzvah. So they had to. They made loopholes over here because the whole gzera is assuring stopping people from doing mitzvahs. So it doesn't have to. Okay. Like so the, that's why. That's as far like, why there's not a little clue. Both of them, Aleph and Bays. Aleph and Bays. Assuming it's not a low plug. They're both assuming that but for a low plug. Gimel getting rid of the reason. I'm saying Gimel is Gimel is the same thing. Now Gimel is. You can assume that it isn't a yes. Plug, but this doesn't. Yes, yes. A good question. Rid. You're saying even if it's not a low plug, how does Gimel get rid of the Gzeir Shema Yani? So the answer is is that Shema Yani is a little far fetched. Chazal answered many things that are far fetched because they're worried about it. But that's fine. Farfetched is not a bad word here. The Chazal didn't want you to take medicine, even though it's farfetched, you're going to forget and stop pounding things. But Chazal worried about it. They're protecting Shabbos, they're protecting your assets. So Chavaz Chaim holds, that's good, that you don't have to be proactive, you don't have to be such a tzaddik, to be proactive and go look for any, and they're not right in front of you, protect your assets, we're going to worry you're too generous. But if a guy's knocking on the door and he has no food to eat, not because of Fashas yet. So Chavaz Chaim says, they, they never would have put a cap on one fifth for that. That's a chiddush, but that's what he says. 
It's along the same lines of the low blue, but that's the Svarim behind it. That's Gimel. Uh, in the middle of Gimel, Kashe Yishash Pikul Nefesh, Shemi, your question, Mechli Yilas is Gechal Yichal Asal, Fila Harbi Yis Nefesh, then you have to give for sure. This I mentioned is a Machlaikis, and there are those that hold Rabbi Yashu among them, hold Me'ikr Adin, you don't have to. How can that be? The guy's going to die. So he says, Lamaisa Chazal didn't uh, put that onus on one person. The community has to take care of it. Yehuda, remember, you chimed in and you said, Baruch Hashem today, the medical yeah. care. Somebody shows up, he'll be covered. Uh, and it's a big mitzvah to get him a best doctor, but it's not necessarily triggering a direct bikkur in the Fasha's case. Okay. That was your... Somebody's starving to death. That's Baruch Hashem pretty rare today. Right. So the people who are hungry, but no one's starving. I'm saying, could you, could you fulfill your obligation by feeding the person? Yeah, yeah you give to Shabbos. That's stucco. But Ah, they're not going to starve. They eat tuna fish. The answer is, yeah, but they deserve chicken on Shabbos. So that, 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 that makes it a bona fide stucco. Is, is this only if he knocks on your door? Like, you know, you know, you know, children are picking from garbage. If you, you see one... Buy, you know, I mean, it's a fact. Yeah, but look, children... Uh, Gamar, they're Mishnayis and Tyrus about children picking from garbage. It doesn't mean because they're hungry necessarily, because children have nothing to do, and uh, and the absence of playing basketball, it's a lot of fun to see what treasures you can find. So, um... But, but I think it's established that... That they're like... Yeah. There's danger involved? They're, like, fainting? They're ready to... Okay. If that's if that's the case, then uh, then if you know that's a telltale sign, yes, you should run over to the and give even if he gave you chemish already, because it could be a shine of malnutrition. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but here in America, that's uh, that's pretty rare. Uh, again, the story I told when we were in the other sugi about a certain city in the inner harbor. I just gave it away, where a guy had a convenience store, and there's certain other um, nationalities that come after the 15th of the month and buy pet food. Because they're starving, because they spent in the first half of the month on other things that grow in different forms of leafy forms and things like that, and um, and uh, they're really hungry. Otherwise, they wouldn't be buying dog food. But that's not that's not the that's their fault. It's just sickness. Um, okay, Dalad. We mentioned this briefly. That's going to be the next sugya. Um, but everybody, come out. Everybody agrees. When you're writing a will and you want to give out the schus and the shama but you give more than a fifth. The question is, how much more is a big shayla? Which Hashem we're going to get to in the next couple of weeks. Hey, shenaisin avurach zakas tayra. This is the biggest one that the Chabad spent the most time on. He holds yisachas zvulin. There's no cap. Says no cap of a fifth. And vav, which is the most interesting one for sure. Anoshin shavazim kiss kaspam. If they're wasting money anyway, and all sorts of frivolous pursuits and lots of it. Cannot believe that was the last tickle. Cannot believe that the guy can go and spend his money on ridiculous things that are absolutely not necessary, and then he's going to turn around and say, "Oh, Chazal, don't let me give too much stucco." That was the last tickle. If you remember, we lost we lost it in the trees, but that's what was the last five paragraphs was about. So Chavaz Chaim can't. Can't believe that it's going to come out that way. One could argue, Hashkafali is certainly true. One can argue that, look, the guy's a shaita for spending his money on 25 vacations, but um, there's, um, Chazal didn't put a cap on money you could put in a business deal, and they didn't put a cap on money you can spend on luxuries. They just didn't. Chavaz Chaim's claiming, uh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But if they didn't, the same guy can't have a cap for Tzaka and get so from. That's Chavaz Chaim's word. I can imagine that's a, that's a, um, a machoikis, that last point because you can hear a chilik, but that is the opinion of the Chavetz Chaim. Certainly, Ashkafically, he uh, drove home the point. Yes? But that's the point of having a $100,000 car. Yeah. Saying that the point is what? To get covered? No, to 
So you agree, you don't even hear the Chavetz Chaim's word. Okay, but he's saying the Gzeira, he's saying, you're not bound by the Gzeira. That's interesting. He's saying, can't be, it'll come out, the guy can spend $500,000 on vacations, and then Arani comes and says, sorry, I can't change you, I'm very from, the Gemara Gesuba says, you're not going to give him a Chaimish, and you're not one of that term. Chavetz Chaim finds that bizarre. What difference oh, What? You put him on the bank, you have all sorts of reasons. I want to retire, I want to sit and learn, I'm going to marry my kid, you know, then you can't. The Chavetz Chaim, if a guy's sitting in a Chanami, the Chavetz Chaim, if a guy $50 million in the bank, might have some choice words for him. If he doesn't have a plan, you know, as I mentioned, when we learned in Navi, there's an Isla race of Hilchas Malachim, Kesav Layarbe, Noshim Layarbe, they ordered him. So what's the order look like? Who audits? The Sahedrin appoints an auditing team. So they go, Your Highness, uh, we think you have too much money. He's, okay, let's go over the budget. The budget of the government is $5 trillion. So now go prove he has $5.5 trillion in his treasury. So when you're running a government, that's a little hard to... So we'll say, that's in case we have an extra war. Okay, Your Highness, that's fine. And what's that trillion? That's in case we have a recession. And what's that? That's in case China goes under. And that, he has and explains everything that goes on with all these possible scenarios. And then they're still up for $3 trillion. Now what? So now they get Malkus. Never happened, I don't think. <laughs> but it's kind of Malkus if he's over the sister. I can picture the scene, but it never happened. Uh, Shlom, when they came to Shalom, he said, no, I'm trying to bring the Mashiach, and this is all to bring all people to Shalom and for the Kiddush Hashem. Uh, he was wrong on the issue, but he was well-intended. So it's a little hard to prove. The guy's money in the bank. If he says, no, no, I'm saving this for retirement, it's a little hard to... A guy's going on seven cruises every week. Uh, it's going to be, a little, you know, a little harder to defend, that's all. But you're right. If, if, if he's taka-fooling himself, the Chaim would have the same complaints. Um, there's a question that uh, Eli Safadi is not here tonight, asked about the golden means, which we started discussing. We'll get Mr. Shem get to that tomorrow night. That's the copy you didn't give out, Baruch Hashem, and we'll pick it up tomorrow night.